You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. Testaverde will take the snap, go to one knee. This game is over. The Jets lock up their first playoff appearance since 1991. On a 21-16 victory over the Miami Dolphins. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Brandon Tierney, Salakata back on the fan. On the line right now is Odyssey NFL insider Brian Baldinger. Insider calls are brought to you by Old Spice. Men have skin, too. All right, Baldy, we've been talking about it all day long. Before we get into the games from Super Wild Card Weekend or look ahead to the divisional round, we've been talking about the Brian Dable stuff. There have been now some articles in recent in the last couple of weeks here about him and Wink, about how Dable handles the staff. I'm sure you're up to date on all this stuff. What do you make of what's going on with Brian Dable and the New York Giants? Well, I mean, big picture, guys. Uh, the Giants are a better team and a better organization if Wink is a part of it. If, you know, the coach wants uh, the right-hand man of Wink Martindale fired, uh, you know, in Wink Wilkins and his brother, um, no, coach is, no coach is really going to tolerate that. Like, you know, I mean, it's all about loyalty. And, you know, you have loyalty to certain people. Uh, that filters down the staff. The head coach is, you know, he calls the shots. He's uh, he's able to do that. But, you know, the defense coordinator is also allowed to stick up for his guys and how valuable they are. So, you know, Bobby Johnson is gone. I don't know what the status. You know, obviously, I think you got to get to cooler heads because if one guy is storming out the door and leaving town, something still has to get resolved. So I don't know where it's at right now between those two because I haven't been in a room with them. But, uh, you know, I would I'd imagine – that this looks like in uh, irreparable uh, marriage between the two. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, it's absolutely over. But so I think the bigger issue, though, is like how culpable here is Dable. Uh, you know, it seems like you know, Wake was leaking stuff. And and I would push back a little bit, Baldy, and say, why the hell should Dable be loyal to Wink Martindale when Martindale was trying to usurp his authority? I don't owe you anything. Well, I mean, that's, if that's the way it went down, then he certainly has that right to do it. But just why, why don't you just fire him? Just fire him on the spot, like you did Bobby Johnson. Why, why keep it around? Why keep it hanging? If that's what you felt like was happening, and look, I don't know if that happened or didn't happen. But if the, if that's the case, then you know, if you if if the coaches don't have your back, then there has to be a change. If that happened, so. Um, you know, then, then you just do the right thing and fire a guy. That's what you should do. And and how about Baldy? Not just between Dable and Wink, but the latest report that came out basically has Dable as being 
Um, what's the right word? Like very tough on game days, you know, yelling at his coaches, potentially blaming guys for certain play calls. Or Doesn't certain take results. accountability was a big part of it. They it said. may be lacking accountability to the point where general manager uh, Joe Shane had to come in and listen on the headset and, and the communication during game days. But just Dable's maybe rough edge or tough coaching in general. What do you make of that? Well, I don't. I don't have a problem with tough coaching. You know, nobody was tougher on their coaches than Bill Parcells. Um, you know, and he won a whole bunch. So I don't have any problem with coach being tough on him, but like who's being tough on the offense? The offense stinks. Like it's unwatchable. So who's getting tough on that part of the side of the ball? Mm. Like is Joe Shane giving somebody the business about how bad the offense is? Okay, you fire the offense line coach. The offense line never came together from week one. Um, you know, I mean, you, you're not scoring touchdowns in this league. You're not winning games. So, uh, you know, who's, who's being tough on that side of the ball? That's a good point. No, it's got to be equitable. We're talking to our buddy Brian Baldinger, Baldy with us here, BT and Sal on the fan. So these are issues that are obviously big, but listen, some issues can be overcome if you have talent. Uh, and when the season ended, if, if you had to rate the Giants' overall talent, 1 through 53, give us a grade. I mean, where are they at from a talent base right now? Well, I think they've upgraded defensively. O'Karakey, you know, is an upgrade. You know, I think Deontay Banks is an upgrade. I mean, they, you know, they, they've upgraded a lot of positions. Uh, I think you know, John Michael Schmitz is an upgrade at center. You know, once he got healthy, he's an upgrade. So I think they've upgraded a lot of positions. But, you know, is Darren Waller really a, a priority piece? No. With another injured year? No. I mean, if they bring him back. I may have lost Baldy there. You know, we lose Baldy. All right, see if you could get him on uh, back on the line there, Hoff. And I'm going to transition to after this uh, this answer about the Giants, a transition to the wild card games because I'm curious what he thinks of not only the Cowboys but obviously the Eagles falling apart and potentially what's going to happen here moving forward. Uh, look, I mean, you know, he's right in one aspect of it. It can't just be all one sided against the Giants. You know, defensive staff. Obviously, the offense was a big part of what went wrong this year, and Dable's bread and butter is the offense. And, look, he does agree with the hard coaching, though, aspect of it, where you talk about Brian, um, Bill Belichick, who, you know, Dable worked under him. As I was saying before, where do you think he got it from? You know, working on that staff or with Saban, those guys are hard on their coaches because I guarantee you that their head coaches were hard on them. And that's just part of the deal. And mm-hmm. we have Baldy back with us He's here. He's back. All right, Insider Calls are brought to you by Old Spice Gentlemen's Blend Body Wash, providing exfoliation plus 24-7 moisturization because men have skin too. All right, Baldy, just to pick it up here, we're talking a little bit about where the Giants' talent is. Do you think the disparity between where the Cowboys and Eagles are is now as great as maybe we thought with the way that they've played in the postseason and where they're going uh, as far as where their disparity is with the Giants? Well, there's a disparity. I mean, when you lose 40 to nothing, you know, there's, there's a disparity. You know, if you look at the two Cowboy games against the Giants, there's, there is a disparity. Um, there's no comparison between the Cowboys' offensive line and, and the Giants' offensive line. None. So you could do a whole lot more with it. Now, we saw a team get taken apart, you know, by the Green Bay Packers, but that's, that's postseason football. It's played at a different level. You have to execute at a higher level. And we saw the Packers execute almost flawlessly. And so, but that's what you need in the postseason. You need a quarterback to play at the level that we saw Jordan Love play at. And we have yet to really see that in the postseason from Dak Prescott. So they've got a lot of decisions to make. But, you know, if you said, okay, how does that compare to the Giants? Well, 
I mean, we just don't see that type of execution from the Giants on any side of the ball. So I, I mean, would say it's still, yeah. it's, it's still a disparity. Gotcha. Yeah, and listen, Jordan Love was doing things that, I mean, the arm slots, the zip, the anticipation, it was just incredible. So you look at Jalen Hurts, I mean, it, it just, there's a massive disconnect there, and you don't, you don't just implode the way the Eagles did without some real inner issues. What What is going to happen down there? Well, I mean, I would think that both coordinators would be let go if they keep Nick Sirianni. I'm sure, you know, I'm sure Mr. Lurie, uh, the owner, is probably trying to take a deep breath and trying to calm himself down after watching a disaster last night and to, to really think through this with cooler heads. But they have fired a Super Bowl-winning coach in Doug Peterson two years after they won a Super Bowl. When they went 4-11-1, and and the quarterback went south, the offense fell apart, and next thing you know, there was a, a complete house clean. So it's not like they haven't cleaned house before when there's been a collapse before. So it wouldn't surprise me to see it, but I like Nick Sirianni. I do think the coordinators need to be changed, and I think they, talent-wise, they've got to fix the roster. If they're way too slow on defense. They need corners. I mean, they need some playmakers on that side of the ball, and they lack on that side of the ball. What do you think of the Cowboys, Baldy? Do you think that they should make a change at head coach? It'd be hard for me, honestly, after watching this for three years in a row now, to just bring it all back and say, let's run it back. After you've seen this complete implosion in the postseason from the offense, regardless of how many points they score, what rating they have or anything like that, it'd be hard for me to think that Jerry Jones could just bring this back and go, okay, let's tweak it, let's upgrade, you know, here, let's, let's do – like, I think there's something fundamentally wrong with how they play the game when you get to that – when you get to the postseason. And so – I'm sure they could go out there just the way it is and win 11, 12, maybe 13 games next year because they have talent. Like, but C.D. Lamb got completely, you know, I mean, he caught passes, but he didn't do any damage. And, you know, they, they, they look like they, the quarterback can't rise to the moment. And so do you make a change there? Because what we saw from Jordan Love and C.J. Stroud and some of these guys, that's how you got to play in the postseason to win and to advance. And their quarterback hasn't played like that in the postseason. You know, I don't get it, Baldy. Uh, we're talking with Brian Baldinger here, Odyssey Insider, NFL Insider. You know, you mentioned a couple of the quarterbacks. We see C.J. Stroud do it. We see Jordan Love do it. Now, I know Love sat behind Rodgers for a while. And then you see guys like Tua and Dak have some success in the regular season. But then in the postseason, they it's a flop. Like, how are we supposed to evaluate quarterbacks in today's <laughs> NFL where there's so much inconsistency? Baker Mayfield, another guy, left for dead by multiple teams, yet now he's going to play in the divisional round. I, I, how, how are we supposed to properly evaluate quarterbacks in the NFL and understand what you have versus what you don't have over the course of, you know, however many years you want to take to evaluate those guys? Well, I mean, ultimately, quarterbacks only should get evaluated by how they play in the post, by getting to the postseason and how they play in the postseason. Because the quarterback has to elevate everybody around him. That's like completing, you know, stick throws in the red zone, uh, you know, for touchdowns. It's completing third downs to stay on the field. Uh, all those kind of things have to, you have to, and you're going to have to make five throws that at the end of the day you go, how the heck did he just do that? We saw it from Josh Allen last night, you know, on a touchdown throw to Dalton Kincaid. I mean, it's, it's an absolute dime against the coverage and, he read it right, and he threw a perfect throw. So 
how you evaluate these guys has to be in the post. Get to the postseason, then how do you how do you play in the postseason? And they're, they're, it's almost like two different sports when you start looking at that quarterback play. You know, I think if I asked you this next question a couple of years ago, it would probably be pretty boring because your answer might be predictable. I have no idea how you're going to answer this now, and I want to hear. Let's say you're a GM, you have access to every quarterback bowl. The next five years, for the next five, what three quarterbacks are you going to roll with right now? Uh, I would take Lamar because I've seen a real improvement in Lamar with the, the coaching change in the town around him. Okay. I'd take Lamar. I think I'd take Jordan Love. And then I would really, I'd probably battle uh, real hard between Brock Purdy and C.J. Stroud from what I saw from Stroud in, you know, 18 games this year. You're not taking Mahomes? Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. All right. I mean, I, I, it, it's almost like you just take them for granted sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So, you're like, okay, who else is out there besides Mahomes? But, I mean, look, there's Josh Allen. I mean, there's these guys that are Burrow. in the final eight. But, I mean, you've got to look at the youth and look at, you know, in the history of the Green Bay Packers, from Starve to Farve to Rodgers, nobody's ever had a quarterback rating as great as Jordan Love in that game. I know. In Dallas, you know, on the road against that defense. Mm-hmm. Like, you just have to – it's a young man's game. You've got to find these guys, and you have to, you have to develop them. And if you don't have one, you got to find it somehow. Yeah, I'm, I'm, curi- I'm curious where you stand on Herbert. That's something that me and Sal debate quite a bit. And assuming that, say, Harbaugh's there, I mean, Herbert is, to me, he's, he's special. Uh, what do you see? He looks really special at times. In pregame warm-up, he looks really special. <laughs> um, you know, put the ball in his hands. Like, let's go back to him. I know we don't watch a lot of Charger games. But go watch him with the ball in his hands at the end of games with a chance to win a game. And see how how good he's been. He hasn't been good. He hasn't been like yes. He, he's exactly what you want physically, from an arm, how he spins the ball, all that stuff. But you know, quarterbacks got to go win games sometimes. You just got to take the team down the field, and you got to elevate everybody around you. And we have not seen that from him. That's true. Yeah, I don't think he's got that, That's that true. sack that we're looking for, BT, we were talking about. We're talking about Brian Baldinger, Odyssey NFL Insider. All right, Baldy, I have a couple for you on this weekend's games here. You know, you mentioned uh, the Packers and Jordan Love and how good he looked, and you mentioned Brock Purdy. That's going to be a hell of a matchup Saturday night. No, I think the Packers are like 10-point underdogs are close to it. You think, you think they have any chance, Green Bay, to win this game in San Francisco? I think they have a chance. I mean, if you look at just the games this year, like, you look at Minnesota beating San Francisco or Joe Burrow in Cincinnati beating San Francisco or even go back and watch Baker throw the ball mm. against San Francisco. I mean, teams have had success throwing it against them. Uh, you, the ball's got to come out quick. You can't let Bosa and that group kind of dictate what you do offensively. But Aaron Jones is the hottest back in the league right now. Um, they're going to have their hands full with him and the way that they run the ball and what uh, Matt LaFleur does in the run game, which is diverse and creative. Um, you know, and then the quarterback just believes he belongs with a bunch of young guys that people are just discovering. But I think they have a chance because I think offensively they can score. Baldy, can you explain? I know Sal was asking about this weekend, but I, I got to just do a little side swipe here with, with Jordan and, you know, bring it to the Jets and the Giants. Can you explain the difference? Because it can't all be luck. It's got to be something tangible. Mm. How the Packers, not one, not two, three, and none of them were in the top ten, uh, the top, you know, top five picks you know, in terms of their quarterbacks here, how they consistently draft these guys, identify them, take them, develop them, and they become stars. And the Jets never do that. What is the biggest difference? (laughs) Well, okay. I mean, 
they traded for Favre. Okay, he was in Atlanta. Falcons, yeah. Uh, okay, they traded. You know, so you, you look at Holmgren and Favre. And then they draft Aaron Rodgers, and he sits for three years behind Favre. And then when he's ready, he's ready. And then they draft Jordan Love, and they sit him for three years behind Aaron Rodgers, and he's ready. So maybe it's about looking to the future, even when you have a quarterback, looking to the future so that the transition isn't as painful as it is for a lot of other teams. Yeah. The hard thing as interesting to going to get one when you desperately need one and trying to chase, chase, chase. Yes, that's get, where you get you have one lot, ahead of the game. You got a lot of misses. I almost think boldly. It, it, while that's a sound philosophy, I, I think that's easier to do in Green Bay. Like if we were doing that here and we had a kid on the bench, second pick, fourth pick, third, pick, fifth pick, and things aren't going great. Granted, they were going well in Green Bay. Hence, that player could sit. But you know, to protect the kid and let him grow for a year or two. I don't think it would happen here because everybody would be going, no, play the kid. Why is he sitting? Put him in. It would be a totally different energy. Well, it might. It might. I mean, you know, I mean, uh, they drafted Patrick Mahomes, and he sat behind Alex Smith mm. for a year, and that's Kansas City. But, you know, even when they drafted Eli in 2004, I mean, Kurt Warner, I think, was 5-2 and two as a starter. You know, when they went with Eli, he had a zero quarterback rating in his first start against the Ravens. Um, you know, but – you know, they felt like a half a season was right for Eli. Um, maybe, I don't think it was too soon for Eli. We turned out to be, you know, right. Eli Manning. But uh, I don't know if you, if you have a guy that can still do it, and that guy just – the, the trick is the guy that you have has got to still be able to play, which can allow you to sit that guy that you draft. Mm-hmm. And even though you want to go see him in New York and the pressure to play him in New York is going to be good – if the guy is winning games for you, like Kurt Warner still is a little missed, mystified that he was pulled at when they were 5-2. and two. And, uh, you know, they went with Eli. So the, the, the trick is the guy that you have as the incumbent, can, can he still play at a high level, which allows you to sit that guy for however long it is. All right, Baldy, we appreciate your time. We'll enjoy the games this uh, upcoming weekend division around, and we'll talk to you again next Tuesday at 1 o'clock. Okay, guys, you got it, man. Thanks, man. And by the way, South, did you know he's a Nassau Community College guy? Did you know that? No, I did not. Yeah. He's from Long Island? Massapequa High School. I had no idea. Me neither. When did you learn that? Just now. I had no, I had no <laughs> idea. I was looking something up, and I was on his page. I mean, we got to talk about some local stuff I next time I, we have month. The next time we'll get into that. With Nassau him. Community College. I got a good football program out there. That they was for years. Uh, they did not at Suffolk, or at least when I mm. went there, uh, or baseball. That was Odyssey NFL insider Brian Baldinger. Insider calls are brought to you by Old Spice. Men have skin, too. We'll come back, hit you with the call of the day, and get back to you guys. Dable and Wink, or just Brian Dable in general, whatever's on your mind about the Giants head coach and the controversy that has followed him really since the end of the season and now the latest article with Pat Leonard of the New York Daily. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And it was BT and Sal on the fan. Call us, 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount+. Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount+. Plus. Call of the day with Brendan Tierney and Sal Licata on the fan. Hi, Ramsey Mazda. Choose wisely. Choose Ramsey Mazda. Right. Steve is in Howard Beach. What's up, Steve? Guys, uh, how's everybody doing? How are you, Steve? Not bad. Tremendous. By the way, Steve, right. it was Steve's 50th birthday on Saturday night. No, and you know what he, I'm not 50. Oh, 52. And he got, he, got to watch, get? he got to watch his Dolphins get their ass kicked the in again. Happy birthday <laughs> to Steve. It wasn't a, a very fun, fun birthday ending, especially, but... Uh, what, what I wanted to say, as far as um, uh, the Dolphin game, with the uh, broadcast on Peacock, do you, how many viewers do you think the NFL actually had? Do you think it was north of... <laughs> I already know where he's going. Oh, I, was gonna say I knew. North of 70 knew, million, north of 7 million, something like that. He was going to say north of 500 million or north of 6 I knew he was going there. He's got issues, Steve. And he wouldn't oh, tell me... Goodness. Truth be told, I've been... Friends with him since, I'd say, 2010. Okay. So it's a long time now. How'd you meet this guy? He was a caller to the station. Okay. I was working behind the scenes with Mike, Mm -hmm. and I knew him a little bit because he was a caller, but, you know, listener and caller. And then when I got fired, and he worked with Evan. He was actually training Evan before he ever trained me. Evan was training? Yeah. Why did he stop? Um, I I don't know. You have to ask Did Evan, Evan ever look remotely? No. I wouldn't use the word yoked, well, I w- but I mean, I would not say. I think he was in shape for yeah, a certain yeah. point while he was with Steven in his prime, but gotcha. I think it quickly uh, dissipated after that. I don't know. I don't want to speak to that. <laughs> but what I will dissipate. say is, Steve. <laughs> Steve, God. Wow. No, I got Steve you. reached out to me when I got fired, like that summer. Okay, and offered to train me. And prior to that, dude, mm-hmm. all kidding aside, like, I never worked out in the gym. I didn't know how to eat properly, how to work out. He changed my life. Wow. So not only training with him on a regular basis, and actually Moose and I used to go together okay. for a certain period. I used to wake up at 6 in the morning, drive to train with him in Howard Beach, go back home, go to work later. Jeez. But anyway, he offered that when I when I was fired and had extra time. And I, you know what? I said, it's time to change. And it did. Completely changed uh, my life at the He's time. He's a life changer. That's awesome. He really Very is. Cool. So, so anyway, that's how I became friends. But I, I don't know how old he is. And well, I was, why don't you just ask him? I did. Your he wouldn't tell me. What? That's weird. It come is on, weird. Exactly right. Steve, come on. Suck it up, man. How old are you? That's exactly right. He's like, oh, I'm not going to tell I'm like, how old are you? He's like, oh, I don't count the age. I go, okay, well, I tell me. I don't count the yeah, age. Which is fine. Some people do that. Like, as you get older, uh, you forget I don't the know age. many men that do that. But well, then again, I don't like, know. I, I lost a whole year. Like, I thought I was 
34 and I was in, uh, it was really 33. Like, sometimes you lose track of it, whatever. What? Well, well I, I know I didn't actually take the time to do the math. I didn't care. Anyway, so I was figuring, all right, maybe he's one of those people. What year were you born? He uh-huh. wouldn't tell me. What do you think? I think he's over 50, which is why he didn't want to say anything. At least 50. And then he gets uh, he get, got mad at me for saying he was 50 years old, but... Is he bald? No. Is he gray? He's, he's got some grays going, yeah. And he's okay. in great physical shape, yeah, obviously. Yeah, no, I got you. I but got he's, you. That, he's graying. And the fact that he's sensitive to it makes me think, like you said, who cares? Suck it up. Like, you're 50. You are where you are. Yep. Uh, yep. What, what are you pretending? Well, that's what I always laugh at. Like, until the average, we're talking about the average life expectancy that came up the other day on the show. Yeah. And men are 73.6, I want to say, and women are Reco- 78.9. Reckles like, oh, it's got to be 100. Like, no. No. We wish, Jerry. <laughs> But to me, like, until the average life expectancy actually changes and there's a big adjustment favorably for the for humans, then I don't want to hear, like, 30s, the new 40, no, 40s, the new 30, or right. 50. You are what you are. Right. If the life expectancy has not moved in a long time and it has not anything significantly, then it doesn't matter what people say about, you know, this being really younger than it is because it's not and he should be if he, if he is 50 he should be or whatever if he's 49 he should be proud that he's in great physical shape Listen, and looks dude, good for his age like come yeah, on own I, it bro i wish i was i wish yeah. i turned 40 instead of 50 this past summer but yeah. i don't try to hide it i mean i own it I'm, once i hit 30 that was the number that was like wow what did you do on your 21st birthday party do you remember what did you do for your 21st good question i don't really uh, now, do we remember what year that? So, if I was born in '79, mm-hmm. what year would I? '89, '99. It's about '98. Ah, oh, Yankees won the World Series. Yeah, year. maybe you were I, celebrating. I don't remember. <laughs> no, it had to be after that. No, why? Well, uh, if I did that, if I did that right, I did it fairly yeah, fast. Well, but I mean, you should September. know better than me. Yeah, I don't know. You sound like dude. Tiki with his football I, I, I career. Don't even think I had I, to remember more things yeah, about yeah. Tiki's career than Tiki, <laughs> and now I hear evidence short of those guys doing it as well. And yeah. you don't remember what you did? For, you know what I, I did for my twenty first birthday? I'm sure it was wild. No, really, nothing. I went to dinner with my ex girlfriend. You know why? Why? I mean, I'm not I'm like yeah. proud of this. I mean, kids are in school. I could say it, but <laughs> back then, where I grew up, the culture was you just started drinking young. So it wasn't I don't like mean a big like deal. reckless. It, right. it, it wasn't we, a big deal. stuck turning. a beard in seventh grade. Yeah. I don't remember having some big party. I mean, maybe I went to a bar shortly thereafter. Actually, now that I think about it, my cousin, one of my cousins might have taken me to a strip club. Oh, there we go. Now that we have the memories that coming back. Let's go. 21? Uh, it depends where you are. Dude, here's what I'm going to tell you. It was a local place. It was oh, not a good one. Man. And I was... Yeah. Those local places could be hurt, man. You, you want to talk Oof. about as uncomfortable as possible. It was either whatever legal age. It must have been 21. It could have oh, been 18. Okay, yeah, yeah. So maybe that's what he did. He took me to a strip club. And the... Bottom of the barrel. One of the, uh, you know, one of the workers <laughs> there... Yeah. Had, uh, had candles around her, like, nipples. Nice. What's wrong? And with they're that? like, "Come on, man, blow it out!" And I'm yeah, like, "Fantastic!" Hey, my. Like, I was such a. <laughs> I so... mean, was was it a rough look? I don't want to disparage no, the I, woman I, here, uh, but like, fine. sounds no, fantastic. No, but, then, what's but the problem, I was just dude? So uncomfortable because of the I had no nipple com- candles in your face. Be, well, because I just the whole thing. I it just, is a little awkward, like when you yeah. have your buddy staring at you when someone's dancing on you. I mean, for, if I can recollect so long ago, they're having fun with it. You know, yeah, yeah. You feel a little like I'm like. Give me the champagne room. I won't be, but get out of here. I won't I was, be with that. I was, and now since, you know, I, 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 I learned to have some fun in, in those places since years later. Uh, you just, you called Audible and you learned to, uh, to relax a little bit, Sal. Oh, that's, uh, that's the key. Let's get back to the phone too, before we both get in trouble. All right, PT and Sal on the fan. Uh, Danny is calling from Jackson, New Jersey. What's up, Danny? Hey, Dan. Hey. Hey, what's going on, guys? How are you, Love Danny? You guys, together. you guys are great together. Thank you. Um, talking about the uh, Brian Dable stuff. 
Um, number one, I heard in the beginning of the season, I know it's the timing too, but you guys talk about Mike Kaffer leaving would be a bad look. But I was hearing rumors about him going to Northwestern back like in September, the beginning of the season. So that, I know it's just all mixed in together. And that would be different, we, Danny. I would process it a lot differently. I thought Sal used a very good term. Like, if Kafka goes and takes a lateral position with a different yeah. team, I think that tells you a lot. If he goes to coach Northwestern as the head coach, that's different. If he gets um, maybe the OC and the associate head coach job, so right. that's different. You know, but if he just bounces and it's the same role, that that's not a great look for the Giants, he, and he, specifically Dable. Yeah. If he goes to Philly to be the offensive coordinator. I, I mean, imagine if I Wink think- and Kafka go to Philly. <laughs> That'd be crazy. Could happen. Uh, I, I, I do think that uh, Brian Dable's already made adjustments throughout the season. I think after the Jet game, you did see him kind of tune it down some. I mean, from what I've seen. I think he did tune it down. Yeah. And they, they, they won. And thank you for the call, Danny. Uh, look, it's hard to say they won when they finished with six wins. But considering they started 2-8, and eight, with all this going on behind the scenes, how were they still then able to finish strong, beating the Packers in the process, should have beat the Rams, they did beat the Eagles. That's three playoff teams that they should have had wins, and they did get two out of the three. Like, it'd be, it's a different feel. Hey, there's no infighting that we know about with Sirianni and his coaches, but mm. they just totally... Fell off a cliff and collapsed. He's going to get fired. So there's different levels of this. I don't really think that this is that big of a deal. As long as Dable learns from this Mm -hmm. and nips whatever issue they may have in the bud. And that's where he's got to look in the mirror and he's got to adjust. And you're never too old to adjust. You should always work on things. Now, granted, if Dable was 39 or or 40, and I think he's 48 or he's almost 50, I feel maybe a little bit better about him being able to tweak some things because – I don't want to say you get to a certain age and you are who you are. You can always evolve. That should always be the goal. But I think it's easier to evolve or change and tweak when you're 35 versus 50. You should always be learning, especially we're talking about a head coach now who's been a head coach, been a good coach for a long time, coordinator, all that stuff. This is year two as a head coach. You have to, I don't care if there were no issues, you're going to learn something and grow and get better in certain areas from year one to year two, then from year two to year three. And the bigger the mistake that you make and maybe, you know, getting into it with the coaches or whatever, you, you hope to learn even more from it. I think Dable will learn whatever issues were actually there and be better off for it. I would agree. I mean, success is not always linear. I mean, think about this. Dable's first year was really good. Coach of the year, big step back in year two, and we'll see where it goes. And multi- but the trajectory might be through the roof and he can win multiple Lombardis. You know, it's not always like incremental progress. It's just, it, that's, that just doesn't go that way. There's bumps and there's curves and you got to adjust. And, and I think that he will. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. I'm with you, but he has to adjust. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Manning back, steps up, he's one down the middle of the field, into the end zone, and Nix makes the catch for the touchdown! He went up with the big hands and caught it on the Hail Mary on the final play of the half. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Brandon Tierney, Sal Alcada back on the fan. Let's finish up on the phones. Your thoughts on Wink, on Wink Martindale, on Brian Dable. Uh, a little bit of Dable and Wink, but mostly now it's about Dable. Wink is out of the picture, so we know what happened there. But Brian Dable, with the seeming uh, seemingly dysfunction that's going on behind the scenes that Pat Leonard brought to light in the Daily News, where it was not a good look for Brian Dable or the Giants organization with all the latest to come out on it. I personally don't think it's that big of a deal and like the fact that Dable can be a tough coach, BT, and like the fact that he can hold guys accountable and get on them and do what he needs to do as a leader. And more importantly, or most importantly, the fact that his team won the first year and in a year where it could have gone off the rails quickly at 2-8, and eight, and not even quickly, it could have gone off the rails even worse than 2-8 and eight to start the year, they righted the ship and got to a respectable six win. Yeah, no, they did, and I've certainly given the credit there. I just hope that Brian Dable, and I believe that he will, is able to see this for what it is. This is a warning flare that is now shot across the entire NFL landscape, and the problem with narratives, you know, it's hard to dispel certain things. Whether or not Wink is right, partially right, completely wrong, whatever, betrayed trust, was on a power trip, you know, usurped the, his head coach, fine. The, the, I don't know the true answer, but I know that Wink is no longer here, and the Giants' defense will weaken, at least initially, as a result. So now what Dable's got to do is stabilize this and make sure that the perception doesn't grow. And if it does, it's going to ruin him. And ultimately, the results are like if he doesn't have immediate results in year three, yeah, then the all this. Be yep. Well, because it's starting to snowball already, as it should. I understand it'll that. calm down once they actually hire new coordinators. Yeah. And, and these story, like I, I would assume, this is the end of it now. I hope so. Well, unless, because unless, no, here's the, here's why it might not be. Couple players depart if this happens. Player leaves in free agency. Giants make a decision. They don't want a player, but maybe that player wanted to stay. That player could pop off even if he's not fully accurate in how he assesses the I guess you're right. The dynamic of the Giants building, it could get worse perceptually the, for Brian Dable. The it next could. right, the next level would be players. Correct. Now I don't anticipate that being no, no, the case, either. but me you're neither. right. If that comes out now, it's really snowballing. That would be a problem Yep. Uh, on top of everything else that has happened here. But if it does calm down, you hire new coordinators, you go out there, and then, then you're going to have to win, which you're going to have to do anyway. Gary's calling from Smithtown. What's up, Gary? Hey, bud. Yeah, listen, I got a problem with um, you guys just saying, well, actually, BT's saying it's a bad look on our head coach. Reason being is simple. We don't have all the facts. All we know is what was reported mm-hmm. as far as what Wink said about, hey, coach said this, that, and the other thing. Well, how do we know what was said earlier in that game? How do we know what was um, talked about um, during the week? No, no, I got so, you. you know, we, we don't care. Gara, we don't. That's we don't, what... so we shouldn't, 
Right, so we shouldn't be saying, hey, it's a bad look. Well, no, no, it is, it is a bad look. It, it's still a bad look, and now the narrative needs to change. I mean, Gary, I think I've been I think I've been pretty fair to Dable. I, I've said I love him. I think he's going to be a star. But he also has oh. to, I think, cha- maybe change some things, the way he comports well, himself in the also, building. Well, some things we do know. We know that the general manager was on the line, on the headset. Yep. Listened in, and after that, Coach still has his job. We're talking about the head coach. Sure, nobody's saying fire. We also know that. Okay, well, yeah. if there was a big fire, they might have. Well, but now, you, let's thing. use common sense. I, I know... agree with that. Gary, use common sense, though. Okay. Shane, hold on. Shane hired Dable, right? Sure. Okay, so. But, yeah, and they also let, and they also let Wink um, walk out of the building. No, I, I understand they, that, but they, they, they both. Up. No, I got, I got that, but they both came from Buffalo, so. Let's, again, use common sense. Yes, Joe Shane jumped on the headsets. By the way, other GMs have done that to kind of see what's going on. It's not the first time this has happened. Certainly won't be the last. But because of their pre-existing relationship, trust, and friendship, don't you think it's a pretty good chance that Shane said to Dable, tone it down, I'm I'm going to be on the headsets? Yeah, well, maybe he did. And if if he did tell him that, hey, you know what, tone it down, and they did, well, then, you know, then maybe that's being taken care of right off the bat. But I'm going to tell you another thing. Well, think about Wink it. Wink had a pro- But wait, Wink had a problem in Baltimore. And a second ago, you guys are talking about, hey, you know what? If players are um, are having a problem, then we have a real uh, situation. Well, we have Big Cat Williams was um, was traded. He had nothing but good things to say right, about, about the organization. organization. And, and we had a, a player, McKenzie, say, you know what? If Wink is back... I want out. Gotcha. And thank you for the yeah, call, Gary. Gary. Good call. Appreciate it. Uh, look, of your team. I, I got it. We're, I, not, we're not crushing Dable. I'm more with Gary, but I, I don't think how I don't think you could paint this a good look. The no. way that he handled Day, um, the way that Dable handled the wing situation, I thought was a good sign for the Giants. The latest stuff from Pat, I don't think is a good look. If Dable's so on top of the coaches to a point where during game day he's interfering with them doing their job and, and making play calls. Now, you're the head coach, and if you want to say, hey, lay off or do this or do that, you're allowed to do that. But I wouldn't be a detriment during the, the, the plays. And one last thing, BT, on the general manager listening in. Come on. Like, how ridiculous is that? Now, our jobs entail our bosses listening. And not, not every word, but like what we do for a living – is out there for four hours if they want oh, to. Oh, sure. And we have to approach it like they're kind of not listening. Like, you can't think. No, I, I, I you, don't. Yeah. We know that they are or could hear it if they want to, but you can't think that they're listening. Matter of fact, you can't think that really anybody's listening. You just <laughs> talk and, and do it. That's how you have the best shows. Uh-huh. But if you know, if you and I know that Spike or Olive were sitting in here during the show. Oh, God. It's Even a, if they were sitting in their office critiquing if, every yeah, syllable, it would we probably know, be a little tight. Yeah, exactly. If you know that they're listening in, it's just a different feeling. Now, you have to be yourself and do what you're doing. But in that scenario where the general manager's listening in, yeah. you don't think the coach is going to be on their best Well, behavior. that's Well, that was Come my on. point. And you knew that he had a heads up because yeah. Shane's his guy. Right. So whatever, from both sides, I would assume that they knew. Yes. And it was not exactly what's been going on. Correct. Also, it was I a, would, it, yes, 100%. I would, ass, I would assume Dable's not lying to Shane. They know each other. They know what type of, mm-hmm. you know, Shane knows what Dable is. Pete is calling from Babylon. What's up, Pete? Hey, guys, great show as always, and especially today on this table conversation. You guys are balls on. Listen, I mean, let me, I got a few points I want to get across, so I'll try to do it quickly for you because I know you got a lot of calls. 
That that team that beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl with Coughlin, they hated Tom Coughlin. They didn't dislike Tom Coughlin. They hated Tom Coughlin. And they bought into Coughlin's system, and the rest was history. Let Brian Dabo be Brian Dabo. Let Joe Shane be Joe Shane. We've got a quarterback that won a playoff game on the road two years ago that's getting healthy. Let's do it. How he's getting healthy, Pete, and thank you for the call. How you, and we appreciate your time. Thanks, Pete. Uh, now, and also your Coughlin example is not a great one because while the team may not have liked Coughlin, he changed. Mm-hmm. And they, the players, have since said that if he didn't change, it probably wouldn't have led to the result that it did, which was winning the Super Bowl or 100%. Super Bowls. Yeah, but I also think that Pete was inferring that Dable has room for growth. 100%. And, and could change. Right, okay. And so, will change. Yeah. But, but we agree with that. Yeah, um, the thing about, you know, the quarterback, I, I would say which injury? Talking about the knee or the neck. Now, how's he getting healthy? Problem. I mean, yeah, time, okay. Yeah. But but we can't. He's uh, not going to be here long. Let's it, just call for what it, it is. It's well, not, I don't know. Not. He's not. Daniel Jones is not going to be here a long time. It's tough to use the word healthy and Daniel Jones in the same sentence. So there's that aspect. And then it's, okay, let's say he is healthy. Who is he? Is he any good? He's he's fine, but he's not what you need ultimately. Right, but then when you watch these other quarterbacks play, it's Mm -hmm. like, well, I mean, he could do that. Could he? Tua, Dak Mm. Prescott. Yeah, I mean... How yeah, but those are that... bad examples. The both uh, of them were horrendous. But they're they're, they're in the, the postseason. Yeah, well, but that's my point. Well, can, can he, wait, you you think that Daniel Jones can ever throw thirty six or thirty eight touchdowns like Dak did? No, I think he no could. Way. I think he could win in the postseason, unlike Dak. Well, he already did win. You no, know, he already won a game, but right. that was also. Well, how many has Dak won in all his years? Uh, you tell me if Dak if Dak is playing that. I see. I hate doing this because it I seems know, like the giant hater. But that Minnesota defense was awful. The Giants were handed a gift, right, and but... now in their defense, they cashed in. They capitalized. But still. And we, then the market corrected itself this year. Still, we knocked Daniel Jones, or you have, for his Monday night or primetime performances. Well, I don't know if it's knock as much as it is acknowledged. Was okay. he 0-15? Okay. Whatever he is, 1-15? So then we have to acknowledge regardless. DeVito's 1-0. Right, but we acknowledge, who the, uh, we acknowledge the performance of Dak Prescott regardless of who the opponent is. Like, he has failed almost every single time in the postseason. That's been a pattern. I understand that. And the four, I was surprised Rex was saying he played well. I mean, Rex, did you watch the game, dude? He's at 400 of the most empty yards I've ever seen. He's lobbying for a job. Yeah, Come probably. On, I may, may, maybe. And that defense was gashed, so that's yeah. a place for, for Rex you to kind of hold it up. You give me that, Prescott. Yeah. I'll be, I'm not kissing anybody's ring. You already know what Rex is. I love Rex, but yeah. Rex Rex does not put in the time that he used. Rex parachutes in. He's entertaining. He's a good guy. Yeah. Rex, stop. No, come on. Did you watch the game? Dak was awful. Big Bob is calling from Smithtown. What's up, Big Bob? Big Bob, oh. Hey, BT South. Hello, yeah, I love to. I got a million things I love to talk to you and ask you, but I go. I got mixed feelings and opinion about Dable, and I go back to generations before you guys. So I've seen considered the greatest ever, Vincent Body, who was loved by his players but feared, and you know he was a dictator. But then you had Tom Landry, who was the ultimate class act, you know, without a doubt. But okay, with my hatred of the Jets, I think the whole staff should have been. After that, what do you hate the Jets, Jets for? What you, you hate them? Are you? I no, no, you're a Jets guy. You are. No, no, because you're forgetting. Wait, I go back to 13 years old, Baltimore. Oh, Colts. the Colts. I love yes, them yes, yes. As much as I ever loved the Yankees, I got you. And forget it. That, I'm sorry, that Bob. Nightmare. Yep. No, no, that horror would that. be the worst loss as a sports fan that I'll ever. Glad to see you got over it. 55 years later. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I said it to you last week. Yeah, yeah, 55 years. But I still got the horns on. I mean, it's still working, even it's though working. I don't believe in the horns. Yeah. 
Next time you run into, I'll let you go. I know you got, you got a minute. Next time, only because if I'm on hold a second or an hour, I want to say so many different things to you. Next time you run into Boomer, because you were talking about topless places, ask him, tell him Big Bob from Smithtown said they asked you about the dollhouse. Oh boy! Hey, that that might have been the like, one. That might have been. Oh no, maybe it wasn't I, in Smithtown. Wait, on the on the, on, on the west side, on, on the west side highway. No, he's talking about in, in Smith. No, no, out on Sunrise Highway yeah. on Long Island. <laughs> Ask Boomer. I know right a couple of Boomer. stories Boomer about Boomer. Was Boomer bouncing? Was Boomer bouncing? What does Boomer know about that place? I won't say. All right. Oh, thank you, Big Bob. We appreciate you checking in. I mean. That might have been one of the ones. It was a local thing that I went to. I don't know if it was the dollhouse. That was like a small place. It was dollhouse. There's satin dolls. In Suffolk. What else is there? I remember I used to drive past one, I think, on the Long Island uh, Expressway that was in Comac. I don't know. You thought about pulling off the, about uh, the Expressway a few times? Went thought. once for a buddy's bachelor party. <laughs> no, I never did that. I only went once. <laughs> it was a buddy's bachelor party. No, oh, the man. ones in Vegas or Miami now. Those were. Yeah, yeah. I remember I lived in Vegas for Ooh. about two years in my mid-20s, so I know nothing of what you speak. John is Zero. calling from Maspeth. John? <laughs> yeah, what's up, guys? What's up, John? What's up, dude? Uh, I'm listening to all this stuff about what's going on within the Giants organization, right? All I got to say is, you know, one, whoever this little rat is should be banned from football. And two... A lot worse things could happen, man. My 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 coach back in high school would be in jail right now <laughs> for the stuff he did to us. Mm-hmm. This guy was shooting us with paintball guns, was like chasing us with his truck on the field when we're doing laps. You know, these people are soft, man. What year is he, this? These are pros. <laughs> Johnny, what, John, what year is this? What year is this? Grow up and stop being soft. I got you. Goddamn J- snowflakes, got to stop. Okay, there we go. Ah, just give me a year, dude. Stop launching into your tirade. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> I can, can you imagine a coach like in a pickup just uh, trying to hum kids from behind as they're doing laps? I remember Jeez. it's oddly enough the the same cousin who took me to the you know the the place for my birthday. Uh-huh. He used to play baseball. Actually, at East Islip. Ties it into Boomer nicely here. Booms. He was a catcher. And okay. he would tell me stories. And it stuck with me as a young kid. Mm-hmm. He would tell me stories about how the, the coach would discipline him by hitting his shins with a bat. With with catcher's gear on, I, I hope? I, I don't recall. I, in my mind, it was no. Yeah. But maybe it was. Even so, dude. Like, yeah, no, no. I do the, the old cup check. Imagine trying to do yeah. the cup I'm check now like and get away with that. On, but you know like, the cup check, right? Yeah, well, I mean, coaches used to do that. They yeah. walk up, they knock in the nuts. Yeah, you better make sure you're wearing a cup. Oh, I mean, yeah. They were oh, uncomfortable, yeah. but you had to wear one. Those cups are the worst. Anyway, d- t- today's cups are massive, by the way. They're made so different. Really? Yeah. I hated that thing. I couldn't yeah. wait to get that off on I, I always wore mine. Yeah, well. I did. It's better than the alternative. Mm-hmm. You, God forbid your hands aren't working that day. <laughs> I, mean, I trust my hands, but. Something else ain't working. That, that... I'll take the error. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, oh, man. God Got to protect the... How did Boom get pulled into this conversation, by the way? A long island. Bob, yeah, apparently, Big Bob had Bobby. some run-ins. Oh, okay. We'll have to ask Boomer about that. Uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure Boomer remembers. Yeah. yeah come on. <laughs> exactly. Of all the places he's been to That's since. True. Yeah, right. All right, that does it for us. So uh, thanks again to everybody who called and listened. Appreciate each and every one of you. Thanks to Dove and Hoff as well. Be back at it tomorrow, 10 a.m. Evan and Tiki, they're coming up next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.